know, if we could imagine a great big chalkboard this morning, I don't know how many grew up in school where you actually had those huge black chalkboards that went all the way across your classroom. And then what I especially loved were those huge erasers that are like that big, you know. That's what you have every morning. Amen. Sin is no longer the issue. Sin's been forgiven. We've been talking about that. So every morning, the Bible says, we have brand new mercies. Thank God His grace this morning. Amen. Let's sing that one more time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Yes, Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. Andrew, would you come? Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Praise God. We got a lot of talent around here. They're a blessing. Thanks for that. Uh, Gary, would you come up here? We had uh, somebody. I'll let Gary give the details of this, but uh, wasn't that powerful last night, that tribute to Leland? That was awesome, wasn't it? And it's already inspired any somebody to start taking action, so I was going to let uh, Gary share it. Okay, well, in honor of uh, Leland Shores, someone gave me a $100 bill and said they want to start a memorial scholarship-type fund um, in honor of Leland in that. So I'm already putting it to use. I decided we're going to allocate it right away and hopefully... Uh, start a little wildfire in here. So what we did is I have an application to Karis Bible College because there is a $100 registration fee. And uh, what I do is I have a blank application here and I have the registration fee stamped paid. So what I would like to do, if there is anyone that is interested in attending Karis Bible College, I would like to give this application with a paid registration fee stamped. So I know there's going to be hundreds of people running up here right now. But you know what? I'd, we, I think the heart is if you really need it, come get it. But y'all are going to have to come up and get it. Who wants it? Who wants it? All right. All right. What's your name? Aaron. All right, tell us your name. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Rogers, Arkansas. My name's Aaron Weiser. Uh, and are you coming in September now? Yes, I am. You better say that. <laughs> okay, someone else just gave me another $100. I ain't giving you cash, though. I'm not giving you cash. I am going to give it to our registrar. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Now we're in trouble. Okay. How are we going to administer this? If somebody wants to give $100, like we just had two more given. Okay. I tell you what. Um, if you are interested in contributing to this uh, Leland Shores Memorial Fund, we have the Karis Bible College table in where the product is. 
and um, just go ahead and let them know you want to give to that fund, and then they will track it, and um, we will, you know, for this event here, we will uh, continue to mark these paid, and uh, we'll just kind of do it that way, and then um, we're probably going to continue something like that. We haven't talked about that, but uh, we'll continue in uh, doing something like that. We have a lot of students that they sometimes need some help even getting through the year, and uh, we'll, we'll continue and put that in. This is fun. Can I stay up here a little bit longer? <laughs> Praise God. What's that? Enroll someone else. He said to enroll someone else with this. <laughs> All right. Well, we might be here a while. Okay. So, um, again, um, go to the Karis Bible College table there. And don't forget, we do have a meeting um, scheduled at, um, right after uh, tomorrow morning session in that. So, Okay. Okay, um, you know, we promoted as staff, we promote Karis Bible College, but um, as I mentioned the other morning, I think it's very fruitful and beneficial for all of you to hear from other students and all that. So, Jim and Lydia, would you mind coming up here? And I'd just like for you to, this is Jim and Lydia Schneider. And I would just like for you to come up here and just... Share something about how you got here or what's been going on since you've been here. <laughs> this is kind of a thing with us. We, uh, if we don't dress, dress alike, people would think that something's something happened, wrong. <laughs> something wrong, wrong between us. So we, we've kind of started something that we can't stop now. Yeah. We, and yet again, let me tell you, we don't have everything put together yet. We still have little glitches now and then. Okay. We, we started out, well, we, we were both uh, widowed, and God brought us together. And then within six months, um, we, she was charismatic. I was Baptist for over 50 years. And, and she was telling me all about this Holy Spirit. And I said, no, no, no. All of that ended with the apostles. And I said, if you can show me in Scripture, I'll consider it. Well, that's what she did. So she was, she was feed, feeding me Scripture. And then when we, we married. And within six months, we, we came out here for the, for the summer co conference. And we decided this is where God wanted us to be. Because as, as we were... We didn't fit in with anybody. In, uh, any, we went back to the Baptist church. Uh -uh. It, it, we, we didn't fit there. So we had to find some place that we could, we could be together and serve God. And I'm 77 years old. And I, I thought, I, I want to serve God with whatever time I have left. And we wanted to do it together. So this is the place for it. So we came out. We just graduated in, the, in our second year. And, and we're going to go... And we're going for the third year. And, <laughs> and, you know, the word says he gives us the desires of our heart. Well, five years ago, no, I don't know how many years it was, but before I even met Jim, I wanted to come here. And Gail from Indiana prayed for me so that I could come here. And then, you know, time went on and I thought, oh, Lord, you know, I'm giving up. And I did give up. But then when I married him... I said, Lord, here's my chance to come here.
we are having the time of our life. We, we, we have s- such blessings uh, of just being here and, and working together on this thing. Because uh, one, bringing, bringing, I was married for 54 years. She was married for 45 years. And bringing that together in a new life and, and trying to work it out and, and serving God. And, but this is the place uh, to, to just, under the word. Yes. Four hours a day, five days a week, and, and just, just all, all of the blessings that we have. And, and we are so impressed with the staff here and the things that we're, we're being taught. And we just feel like we, we're like sponges, and we just want to soak up everything. We get involved with everything, and we just love it here, and we recommend it to anybody. Please. And we, when, we, when we marry, we each had houses. And before we could come, we had to dispose of those houses. We came out in, in, in July, like, like this time, and school started in September. God took care of both houses. We, we arrived on a Friday. School started on Monday. And, and you know, we, we, we just went on a fast track. Yes. But it's, it's been wonderful, and we recommend it. And, and don't let age be a fact. No. We, were talking, we, we were talking to a lady. That, she said, oh, I'm 70 years old. I said, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> You're just right. For, for, yes. But and it's a mix of all ages and everything. It, it's, we are in a bubble. I, 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 it, it's just wonderful here. So I, I, we just want to say, come. Come and join us. Yes. All right. Thank you, Jim and Lydia. The school does have a very nice uh, population as far as age is concerned. We have them as young as 18 and as old as 89 now. And uh, it's everything in between, so that young man that came and got it, that's, that's representative of an age, and Jim and Lydia are representative of another young age. And, and it's just a very healthy environment. So parents, if you're thinking of sending your, your um, teenage child, young adult somewhere, it's great because it's just a nice mix, and there's nice accountability within our student body. I think Daniel coined this one. It's like Thanksgiving dinner around... Karis Bible College. You have aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, children, grandchildren, and uh, it's just a very healthy environment uh, is the way I'd see it. So, amen. Thanks. Praise God. And we have found that sometimes the older people are make some of the best students because they've already got their kids gone. They don't have those responsibilities. They've got some income, retirement coming in. They have life experiences, and they are the ones that are going all over the world and doing things. So uh, you aren't too old. You aren't too young. Preparation time is never wasted time. I guarantee you it'll bless you. I'd like to ask all of our directors and going-to-be directors, Gunter Gunter and Shirley here, if you would, let's come up here on the stage, and I want to introduce you to some of our Karis Bible College directors around the world. So, We've got two of them that just went out the door after their kids. Here they come back. I tell you, what a blessing these people are. And, you know, in the past, we used to use these morning services to let each one of our uh, instructors minister, and they are powerful ministers. (laughs) But, of course, we we got too many instructors now to be able to do that, and so I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I would like for you to hear a little bit uh, from them. These are the people 
that I mentioned this last night, but these are people that I believe God considers heroes, people that put their life on the line to share the gospel with other people. And these are the ones that God honors. Amen. So I don't, let's just thank God for all of these people. Isn't this awesome? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We love you guys and appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you. I'm going to ask Cindy Quarles. I, I don't know who to pick, but I specifically love this testimony that she gave about their missions trip to Uganda and what God did. So I want to have uh, Cindy share about the uh, Chicago group. And Cindy is, I think, the first, I may, I may be wrong, but I think she's the first person who went through an extension school in Chicago who then took over the directorship. I think you're the first one to do that. So she is, she didn't come through this school. She went through the Chicago school, took over, and she has a team up there that is just doing an awesome job. I tell you, the Chicago school is good. They're starting satellite schools this coming year, and they're going to be in where? Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you had another one in mind, but it's not ready yet. Right, yeah, in Elgin, but that's, that's on the shelf right now. Yeah. All right, so this is Cindy Corral. She is such a blessing, so share with them. Praise God. Well, you know, in the second-year programs, we do require all of our students to go on foreign mission trips, and this is an awesome opportunity for them to step out of themselves and really uh, uh, allow the God in them to come out. <laughs> and so that's what happened on this mission trip. We had a team of five students uh, go to Uganda, and Leland and Carol Shores hosted them um, wonderfully, beautifully. And uh, they teamed up with Ugandan students from the Uganda school, our sister school there, and they together went into a hospital in Nagaseka, Uganda, which is a, a remote village, predominantly Muslim area, and very poor conditions in that within that hospital. Most of them have no medicine. Uh, most of the time they have no medicine there. They don't have food. If the fa patients are fed, they get fed by their family. So that's the, that's the conditions of the hospital there. But the students uh, together, a, a Chicago student, a Ugandan student, went bed to bed, and they prayed for 150, approximately 150 people in that hospital. And I went and checked the numbers today. I just wanted to make sure I was accurate on these numbers. But we got the report back from the hospital um, that out of the 150 they prayed for, 117 were dismissed within two days because they received their healing. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? That is God on the inside coming out. Amen. And it's a, it's a, it's a product of renewing our minds. You know, to the degree that our mind is renewed is the degree that the power of God flows from us. And so this is just a testimony to, uh, the, the training that these students have received. Uh, 48 of the people that were, uh, prayed for were born again. And they were all hooked up within a discipleship program that's ongoing there in that area. And so um, that was just another part of that testimony. So praise God. It, God is good, and uh, the students having these opportunities are just wonderful. They get to see and really experience God in them. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Cindy. Isn't that great?
And you know what? That's happening in every one of these schools. God is multiplying the word. We're making disciples, and this is, this is what it's all about. I don't know who to pick next. Somebody got something hot you want to share? All right. Let Grady and Yvonne, they just finished up. They established the school in Ireland, and they're on their way to who knows where. We've got some ideas, but it's not uh, confirmed yet. But they directed the school in Ireland for how many years? Thank you. Morning. Um, I want to share a little bit about um, just understanding what it means to serve, you know. And uh, one of the things that it says in the Bible that Jesus, even when he came back as the son of God, he served the disciples when he met them. And you can't serve people unless you know who you are in Christ. You, you, You need to serve out of a place of rest. So... One of the things that happens when people come to school, whether they go to school in Ireland or anywhere, any of the United States schools or anywhere, the, the teaching is the same. It might have a different personality, but no matter where you go, you're going to get that same core teaching. And um, the first year, you really learn your identity in Christ. You really learn who you are in Christ. And then, um, as Cindy was talking about, the second year, you, you learn how to take that out by going on a mission trip and some of the classes that you do where you start to think outside of yourself a little bit. And one of the things that I remember our students saying is that one, they would come in and they'd say, I know, th- um, I, I really, really love God and I really want to do all this stuff for God. But by the time they finish school, they would say, I know that I know that I know that God loves me. And so it, that, there's a big difference in that. You know, you, you start to see things outside of you and see things the way Jesus sees them. And really, we want to, you know, we might all want to be a big deal and we wa- might want to make a big impact. But I think Paul Milligan said this, that let's make Jesus famous. Let's make him famous on the earth. You know, it's not, we're just a vessel to go out there and do that. But praise God. But. But when we can lay ourselves down and put ourselves aside and let Jesus work through us, you will, you will learn that here in school. You, you know, this school, is, it's not so much theology as heart surgery, you know. You come in and you just, you just, you come in with all these things that you've written on your heart for years and years and years. And then God writes a new thing on your heart. And you start to see yourself the way God sees you. And then you can go out and you can share that love with other people. And no matter what you go out and do, whether you want to go and start a school, an extension school, whether you want to be a better mom or dad, you know, we were so excited about what we got when we went to school that, um, and we did it different ways. Like I did correspondence for the first year and I did my second year in England and Grady came here for two years that when we, when we homeschooled our kids because we were out on the mission field, we have four children, and they were homeschooled. But Liam is actually, it's younger than 18. He started here last year at 16 years old. So, and we are so excited about what's happening in his life. Our kids are turned on. And raising your kids up in grace is so much better. Than any other way, you know. And uh, as part of their homeschool, they come. They're coming here to school so that they're they're able to uh, make good decisions in life. So I recommend it for you, your kids, everybody, your grandparents, your 
parents, the whole lot, like Ashley's whole family came to school. Bring them all. Bring them all. <laughs> Amen. I'll just... Thanks, Yvonne. I just want to share quickly that if anybody has financial issues, I mean, I know the, we're in a, all the scuttlebutt about there's a downturn in the economy and all that. I just want to encourage you guys. You're looking at a guy that got delivered of a lot of money owed to the IRS, and I just want to tell you that you know, God will meet you where you're at. If you're believing, aiming low, he'll meet you low. But if you're aiming high and you believe to come to Colorado or go to Atlanta or Chicago or some of the other schools, I just want to encourage you, just think big and believe big and God will meet you where you're at. So I just want to encourage you because money is usually what people, one of the objectives people bring up to us guys that run schools. And we just want to say, you know, I think I can speak on behalf of all these guys that, you know, money is no problem for God. No problem. So just trust him and believe him. You know, one of the synonyms for faith is trust. And we are just professional trusters. We just trust, trust, trust. So, all right. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Grady. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, he says, I know God told me to come to Karis Bible College, but I'm living on the street. I'm actually street sleeping on the street. How could I do it? And I said, we got streets out here. It's like he'd never thought of that. They said, but, but I'm struggling. I said, well, there's people that struggle in Colorado. You know what? If God tells you to do something, you just head in that direction. And if you die along the way, at least you were obeying what God told you to do. But I just don't understand this thing that people have God speak to them. And then they debate whether or not they're going to do it. And how can I do it? Man, if God told you to do it, do it. If it hair lips every devil in hell, you just do it. That's real simple to me. I don't know what the big deal is. You know, let me ask uh, Carrie to come up here. I know it's hard to pick because every one of these have awesome testimonies, but Carrie is one of our longest-serving missionaries. Her husband and daughter just exited. They're right back there in the back. But Carrie came to us. How old were you when you came to school? I was 19. 19. Just a babe. And she, she went out and at, I guess, 21 was on the mission field gave up everything, very nice-looking young lady, and yet she went to the mission field, put everything else aside, and she met her husband in Russia. She met the perfect guy in Russia, not here. She would have missed God if she had stayed here. And uh, they have been ministering in Russia, and uh, not only do they have the Bible school, but they've opened up the office, and now we're broadcasting television across 11 time zones, me speaking in Russian, all because of what... This young lady has done, and she's a blessing. I'm proud of her. So just share with them a little bit what God... Amen. Well, God is good. He'll take anybody and use them for his glory. I came from a little tiny ranching farming community in Kit Carson, and uh, I was supposed to be a, a farm girl, and uh, God had other plans. So no matter what anybody tells you, what you're supposed to do with your life, if you follow God, he'll take you farther than you can ever imagine. Amen. And uh, I'm excited. God's doing great things. This year has been more tremendous than any other year past. This will be 13 years for me now in Russia. And uh, we have the Bible school there. We have a leadership school. Like Andrew said, we started um, Andrew Womack Ministries Russia about 15 months ago. And it's been tremendous. I mean, all over Russia, people writing in saying it's changing their lives. What I'm particularly excited about is 
how many pastors have been writing and saying their mindsets have completely changed from law to grace. And because of that, their messages are changing. And all the people in their churches are seeing salvations and healings and deliverances because the pastors are getting a hold of the grace message just from watching Andrew on television. And we've had some neat testimonies where, um, you know, little old ladies in these little villages, maybe one person has, you know, a satellite and all these other little old ladies come to their house and they study together. And she says, it's like having an Andrew Womack seminar every day. And so they wrote in, they said, could you please tell him to talk slower though? We can't write every word down. So, uh, but it's just awesome. And then we have a prison guard that he's actually letting all the inmates listen to Andrew every day and uh, just neat testimonies of what God's doing and people being healed and set free. And so we're steadily translating those things. And we just commend our team in Russia because they're absolutely godly, talented people who have a heart for God's grace and our staff that's taught this year. I know Daniel uh, came over this. Daniel Bennett came over and helped us teach this year. And just different people that have been a part of our project. It's been awesome. And uh, one of the other things we started this year that was really tremendous, we started a, a specific leadership school only for leaders, pastors, and missionaries. And we've had an average of about 45 pastors come for every session and just seeing them be transformed by God's grace and the word and how it's affecting their leadership, I believe is going to spread all over Russia. So our vision, um, when we, in last March, God spoke to us, I was eight months pregnant with our little girl and God said, um, that he wanted us to start a thousand Bible schools in the next five years. And I looked at him and I said, you do know I'm pregnant, right? So with God, all things are possible. Woo-hoo. So this year we started 10 Bible schools um, over, around Russia and in some other parts of the world. And so our goal for this next four years is to plant another 990 Bible schools. Amen. And so um, we're excited about this. We're getting all of the curriculum, you know, on DVD and sending it out as curriculum and just seeing how God's doing this. So we're excited and hopefully next year we can tell you that a couple more hundred Bible schools have been started within Russia. So we, it's a, it's a great privilege and honor and so we we thank you thank you love you awesome awesome praise the lord all right we still got a few minutes who's next here this is russ forguston this man was a chiropractor and had a business with multiple partners i'm believing he can correct me if i'm wrong and he got born again. He had been in New Age all of his life, had taught New Age seminars, got born again, got so turned on to the Word that he just closed everything down and came to Bible college. And his son, uh, David, is David with the kids someplace? He's out babysitting one of the kids too. But his son and his daughter-in-law went to India and have run a Bible school in India. David and Judith now are in the process of moving from India to Switzerland to open up a Bible college there. And Russ has assumed the leadership and control of the Bible college in Chennai, India. And this is a blessed man. I really appreciate him. Well, greetings to you all. Uh, I wanted to let you know that God is live and well and doing quite a work in India as well as in every other place in the world. And uh, one of the great reasons I'm blessed is because two months ago, um, I have a new wife, uh, Debbie. She's not here right now. And we're going to India together in August to resume the work that David and Judith and I 
began four years ago there. Uh, there are just so many stories to tell, uh, and everyone here has got a great story, and I don't want to take up too much time. But the school in India, we spent a couple of years there working with pastors, teaching them DE, going to towns and villages. It was very exciting. Uh, it was, it had many challenges. Uh, one of the things that I realized, um, and I can just tell you this briefly, sitting outside of one woman's hut in a small village, and she was telling me the story of how her and her husband's lives were changed by DE. She then went to a neighboring town, and she just started preaching from the first three lessons of DE, um, eternal life, salvation by grace, and righteousness by grace. And uh, in that staunch Hindu town, she started a church. And when she was telling me this story, she, she was very poor, and they, they were feeding us uh, a soup made out of roots from the ground. And uh, you'd really have to, I'm trying to give you a picture of what this looked like. And then I had this vision that that's how, that's how the message of God's unconditional love and grace was going to spread throughout India. It was going to be people like this woman who took the message she got. She went with a husband who was the pastor of this small village church, and she asked his permission, which they do in India, to go to a town 10 kilometers away and walk there. And she went back faithfully week after week, and then she got one convert, then another, and then she started discipling them, and today there's a church in that town. Uh, it, there, there are amazing stories about God's transformation of hearts uh, everywhere in the world, and in India too, and I'll just share one more example. Um, we have the Bible College now going for two years because we realized we could not touch every corner of India, and we have more and more students coming in, and we're very excited about that. Two of our students, well, one of them, uh, a guy by the name of Victor from Hyderabad, he might be listening <laughs> this morning. Uh, he, an open door occurred in a place called Aurangabad, and I told this in the director's meeting, and all of a sudden that open door developed into a meeting of 2,000 people. And he called his, this is someone who just graduated last year, and he called two of his brothers that were in his class, a guy from Arissa called Sanjit, and another fellow from Mumbai called Philip, and the three of them with another team, they held this meeting, and I don't really remember how many, it was one or 200 people that were saved, numbers of people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but essentially these were young people holding a crusade of 2,000 people, just graduates, absolutely amazing. So I know everybody else here has got great stories, so I'm going to just conclude with that, and just thank you all for your love and your prayers, and God bless you. Thanks. And let me also say that the way that this is funded, many of these people raise their own support. And so it's a combination of things, but we have a an organization called World Outreach. And this uh, World Outreach is only advertised to our total mailing list maybe once every two years or three years. And uh, we don't send out mailings about all of this stuff unless people want to hear about it because there's just so much going on. We had inundate our partners. So we have, uh, I think it's 1,200 
partners, I may be wrong on that, I forget right now, but about 1,200 World Outreach Partners support all of this work all over the world and pay for these things and make it happen. And I tell you, it's just awesome. If any of you are interested in that, I think we do have a World Outreach uh, booth someplace back there, and you could sign up, and we're getting to where we're having better communication. We're putting out a monthly newsletter, and uh, we are going to be communicating with people a lot better than we have, and we are looking for things. We've got another, uh, I'm not even sure, maybe five more Bible schools potentially coming online in the next year, and there are expenses um, to doing all of this, and so we do need people to help us. You know, I'd like to ask Joseph and Eva, uh, Setterstrom, I think is the way they say their name, but Eva is from Poland, Joseph is an American, but they came to our Bible school, and they have been in Poland now for the last year making connections and next year they're opening up a school in Poland. Uh, Joseph is in the process of going through school trying to learn Polish and uh, just a lot of effort but this is a quality couple and this will give you an idea of some of the people that are just starting up a school and how that goes. Dzień dobry. Good day. Um, my Polish isn't much more than that right now, but it will, it will get there over time. Uh, the Lord called us, called me, I heard his voice, here at the Family Bible Conference in 2009. And he said, go. I knew exactly, knew exactly what he was talking about. And Eva heard his voice in confirmation a little bit after that. So this last year, we left in September. We've been in Poland. We've been making... Um, arrangements, we, you know, visa, meeting pastors, building relationships, and we're going back in two days to continue that, and we'll open in September 2012. This whole thing is so wild for us because I left Poland in 75, and I came to America, and I love this country. And I had very, very good life here. And everything changed when we listened to Angie one day, 2007. <laughs> and it's like, my God, I've never heard anything like this. So in January 2007, we uh, heard Angie on TV. We were already in Colorado. And in March, we came for the open house for CBC. And then the same year, we started school. So 2007, we started. 2009, we graduated. 2010, we went for apprenticeship. And 2010, the same year, we moved back to Poland. It's just so crazy, so wild, but it's the best thing. So I just wanted to say that when we sign up for school, we sign up not with the idea that we will be serving in Poland. We sign up with the idea that we want to just, just to get to know Lord better, to have a better relationship, to know the Word. But as a result, the love for, for serving Him and wanting to serve Him was so grown into us that, like Joe said, you know, uh, just two, two years later, here we go. Drop everything, left family, everything in Poland, and we are exactly where we're supposed to be. So I just wanted to say that you don't know what the result is going to be when you go to school, but it's going to be something awesome, something that will blow you away, that the plan is for you, and this is the beginning. So I really plug the school because it just, for us, it changed our lives. And I'm 60, Joe is 62, and hey, we just started. Yeah. 
Praise the Lord. You know, I just wish we had time to hear from everyone. We had uh, a long time. Jimmer, okay. Thank you, Grady. <laughs> anyway, uh, everyone has a great, great testimony. But I wanted to make sure that we give time to introduce Greg Moore. And let me just say that uh, one of the reasons that I know that God is in all of this is because of the quality people that he sent us. I'm sure you've seen, as you've seen the people minister, as you heard Stephen Bransford yesterday, one of the things that so encourages me is that these people just come to us. It's like they just drop out of the sky into our lap. We don't make it happen. And they are quality, quality, quality people. And one of those is Greg and Janice Moore. I've known them for a very long time. They pastored in Decatur, Texas. Some of you have heard me talk about him on my teachings, uh, things that have happened in his church. And they had been there for over 20 years, and yet God supernaturally has added them to our ministry. He's going to be a part of our third-year school teaching uh, in the business school, but he's also in our world outreach, and he's now pastoring all of these directors that are out on the field and just supplementing them and doing whatever he can to help. And I tell you, at our meeting this last weekend, everybody was very, very excited about Greg. So I wanted to have Greg come up here and just introduce him and give him an opportunity to say something. Well, I'm, uh, I'm really the fruit of uh, Andrew and Jamie's ministry and, and this message of uh, grace and faith that transformed our lives in a difficult time. And uh, we came to, we, we knew Andrew and Jamie for several years. They came to our church and blessed us. Our church grew through their ministry, and, and uh, well, we went through an involuntary church plant. Um, that way we get credit for it. <laughs> uh, and we, we were in a desperate place, came to the minister's conference. Long story short, they poured into us, and really we're, it, was, it was life to us. And then now, here we are, and I had no concept that we would be in this this role. I've been a pastor for a lot of years, and we've pastored pastors, but now I have the opportunity to be uh, to champion the cause of these champions. And, and these guys are truly champions for Christ. And it, it, is, it is awesome what they're doing. I mean, they just, just a few years ago, they were where you are. They were sitting in a place where you are. And God spoke to them to come to school. God spoke to them to leave everything and follow Him. And now they're changing the world. Our vision is to cover the globe with this message of grace and faith. There's, we have 18 extension Bible schools. And then uh, several, I mean, like, like Tom and Cindy... They're, they're, uh, you know, they've got, they've got satellite schools, and, and you, already heard, you already heard about Mike and Carrie in Russia. <clears throat> but I want, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a place up here three years from now? Is God speaking to you? Did He, did he arrange things to bring you to this place? so that you could have a divine connection with an invitation 
for your life to make a difference, to change the world and impact lives for eternity. I believe God's speaking. And I believe that many of you are going to respond. And then in three years from now, well, there won't be room enough on the stage. But God's called us to cover the globe with this message. Andrew couldn't do it by himself. Now we've got a Bible school here, but this is this is not enough. We we need schools all over the, all over the uh, world. And is he is he speaking to you? Would you respond? Would would you say yes at least to the invitation to come to school and find out what he's put in your heart? In the third year, we're training people. Uh, we're developing a program to train people to be successful in starting Extension Bible Schools, wherever he's, where, whatever he's put in your heart, wherever he's called you to go. We, we, Jesus needs you. We need you to hear from God. These are just ordinary people. The thing that gives me hope in Andrew's ministry is I know Andrew. And he's, he's, he is who he is. And God uses ordinary people to bring an extraordinary God into uh, the lives of people, connecting them with God and with their destiny. And people are waiting for your obedience. People are waiting for you to respond to His voice. The Lord needs you. The Lord needs these guys. The Lord needs me, needs Andrew. But He's called us here with an appointment for destiny. And I believe he's speaking to many. You know, we have, uh, we have uh, world outreach brochures, right? And if you'd like to find out more about world outreach, uh, you know, we, we'd like, we'd like to, uh, you to pray over this. And these guys, uh, these, these guys are worthy of our prayers and support. Amen? I think, I think we need to give these champions a good hand. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys are awesome. Amen. I was so touched by Leland's, by the tribute to Leland, but by Leland's life. And that ministry is going on. And so it's just a privilege to be a part. Thank you, Andrew, for your trust and I'm just so looking forward to to helping lift up you guys' arms, to uh, help you be successful in the kingdom, to help spread this message all over the globe, and and I'm, I want you to I want you to think about what what your part is in this. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Greg. Praise God. Could you tell that Greg was a pastor for 25 years? Boy, in just five minutes, he gave an invitation. <laughs> it's awesome. I tell you, God is a good God. So thanks to all of you again. We're going to uh, take a break here. Or no, we just go straight into the next session. Okay. So thank you. All of you can be seated. Thank you so much. I wish we had had time to hear from every one of you. But thank you very much.
Oh, okay. Uh, Carrie and Mike are the ones that do the youth ministry, and she said that there is a youth meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. So if you want to bring your young people over to our facility next door, it will be there at 7 o'clock. Also at 6.30, the children's ministry is going to have a program over there in our CBC auditorium next door. So if your children are in um, the children's ministry, you'll want to go over and see that. It's always a great time to do that. And if you don't have children over there, it's still really great just to see what they do with these kids. And they'll sing and do some things, and it will be really, really neat. Praise God. I tell you, at one of the greatest uh, blessings to me and things that bless me the most is to see these people raising up. Because Jamie and I spent years, decades really, just doing it by ourselves. We would go hold a meeting. We ran the tape table. We ran the, ran the sound. We did everything. The two of us did everything. And we saw good results. But when we were through, we were through. And everything was on our shoulders. And now we have all of these other people who are raising up, taking the message, going out. And as you heard these testimonies, crusades of 2,000 people coming and, and hundreds being born again and hospitals being emptied and all of these things. And this is happening now without us. And I really believe that this is what God created us for. And I, I am so satisfied by this. And I'm putting most of my energies into making disciples. I think that's what it's all about. Our TV program is where we reach out and make contact with people, but we do everything we can to draw them into those materials, to draw them into our school, to just constantly keep ministering to them on a deeper level because this is the only way we're ever going to get it done is to make disciples and not converts, not just have one person that goes out and draws everybody to himself, but we've got to teach the rank-and-file members of the body of Christ how to mature and do it, and, and it's happening. And I tell you, if you share that heart, I really encourage you to get involved somehow. We have online Bible schools that people can do uh, on the Internet, and you have a classroom. You have a, I don't know how to describe it, but you have fellow uh, students, and you have to go through at a certain pace. In other words, you can't just take two months to finish one course. So you have some accountability. You have interactions. And all of our Bible school directors are the facilitators for the online school. So they get online and facilitate the online people. So that's a really great way uh, to take advantage of it. We have correspondence course where you can get the DVDs and go through it at your own pace. And, of course, we have all of our schools and extension schools. But there's just a lot of ways for you to get involved, and I encourage you to be a part of sharing these truths. If it's changing your life, please share it with someone else. Don't just keep it to yourself. Amen. <laughs>